to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Peaches. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. Let me tell you something about this podcast. S- something I love. <laughs> Winky! Something I love about the hosts that we have on this podcast is it's very clear that we all have a very different taste in video games. Is that fair? Is that fair? Oh yeah, that's fair. We are very diverse here. Right, so whenever we have the opportunity to talk about a game that all four of us are actually interested and actively playing, we've got to talk about it, right? It just doesn't happen very often. Last time, I think, was Super Mario 3D All-Stars, maybe? Jesus, is that really true? Is that the last time? Two years ago. Oh my god. All right, well, we need to jump on the opportunity to be able to talk about a game that we all have been playing, have enjoyed playing, and have quite a bit of thoughts on. So, today we're talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus. Now, technically this is within Zack's realm, so for the most part, he's going to be emceeing the show. So, Zach, tell us a little bit about what you want for us to be doing today. Well, I think we can just kind of go through the outline I got here, and uh, I think overall, just start off with, how are you guys' first impressions with the game? And, uh... Don't step on my outline or I'll kill you. So go ahead. Give me your first impressions without spoiling anything. <laughs> starting with peaches. Oh, starting with peaches. Well, nobody wants to start with peaches. Oh. Watermelons, maybe, but not peaches. Oh, well, I like grapes. Nobody likes grapes. Excuse me? You heard what I said. This is now the fruit tea podcast. We just give our hottest <laughs> takes about fruit. Honeydew is a garbage piece of fruit okay but you just that that, saying that nobody likes grapes is a volcanic take (laughs) that's very gatekeepy towards fruit and i don't appreciate it (laughs) fruit enthusiasts so anyways uh my Uh, first impressions of pokemon legends arceus um i mean i was drawn to it just because it was different than every other pokemon so i i appreciated right off the bat that it changed up the pokemon formula at least a smidgen um but he's scared. He's looking down. I appreciate that. He's like checking the outline, checking the outline. <laughs> Checks notes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I'll just pass it off to you guys. I'll leave it there. I'm, because like the whole point is just like initial thoughts, right? So we'll get into the nitty gritty of what that means here in a minute. Uh, for me, you have to keep in mind that like what they're building here is literally my dream Pokemon game. So every thought that I'm going to give on the game is going to be extremely critical. <laughs> Right. If we're just giving our general thoughts, I think it's very fun. I think it's a very fun game where Game Freak really needs to step up their game in a few different areas, which we will get into. But for the most part, I appreciate that finally they're doing something different and it's successful for the most part. It's a really fun game. And yeah, we'll get into exactly what that means here in a minute. Like the different details after Zar gives us his thoughts. All right. So. I, I do really enjoy this game. I haven't gotten to play it much. Uh, my wife is still going through it. But my first impressions on it were very, very nice. I I thought they did a lot of the aspects wonderfully, and it, it adds a level of realism seen in the Pokemon universe that we haven't experienced before, because now these wild Pokemon are actually interacting with the player And the player has to decide when they want to use their Pokemon to, you know, combat the other Pokemon out in the world. And I think that's awesome. I like to think that you're just at home, Zar, like, babe, can I have a turn on the Arceus machine? (laughs) She's like, no! (laughs) One of the favorite memories I will ever hold in this marriage is just the first night we had Arceus and 
we didn't even have the TV on. I just sat and laid in bed with her and watched her play on the Switch and was like, oh, this is so cool. It seems so familiar, but it also seems new and exciting. So that's it's just wonderful. It is nice being able to just like watch your SO play a game like Christine isn't that big into video games. Right now, she's playing a pizza game on the Nintendo Switch where you just make pizzas. And then she's really into this game called like Turn Up Commits Tax Evasion or something like that. Have you heard of this game? (laughs) What? No. Actually, I think I have. Oh, guys, we got to talk more about this game. We'll get into that later. (laughs) It's amazing. It's about a turnip. And get this. He commits tax evasion. (laughs) And the mayor bribes him into doing things around this kingdom of vegetables. (laughs) Yeah, this is the setting there. It's fun. It's fucking stellar. It's fucking stellar. So, yeah, I I do appreciate that this is the kind of game that you've been able to play with your wife, Zar. And uh, picking back off that, I think um, it is one of those games where it's kind of fun just to kind of watch and see the world. So that, that'll be something to get to in a second. Um, why? What? We, we've kind of talked about it a few times for the podcast, but let's just do a brief synopsis of what's our Pokemon experience. Uh, so, for instance, I've been playing Red and Blue since I was a wee, a wee lad in the back of the Target parking lot. Um, and I don't think... What were you doing in the back of the Target I parking I just literally have, like, the worst memory ever, but I remember my sister getting Pokemon Blue, me getting Pokemon Red, and then the next two years were just a blur. The next two years you were in the Target parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how accurate that is, but I do know that I got Pokemon Yellow, like, recently after, and I was just... I was hooked. Just... The IV was in my arms. Um, I did definitely fall out of love with it, from, like, Pokemon Diamond to Pokemon... Uh, black, but you know, I've come to appreciate those tiles as well, and I pretty much got every single one played, and at least the main story beaten. What about you guys? Let's start with Zar this time. <laughs> All right. Um, I started with Pokemon Yellow, probably around four or five years old, shortly after it got red and blue, and yeah, I, I've just been in love with Pokemon ever since. Cards to video games. Love it all. So with that, we can pass to you uh, guys beaches. come on do, do i really gotta tell you who's next just don't interrupt each other god damn i thought this was your episode <laughs> well i just feel like i'm holding your hand now you guys are adults this is li- that's literally my entire job that i do every episode <laughs> just thought you bs man final bs i uh, partially i do all right peaches give us no, your no, fuck peaches all right he had his chance it's your turn <laughs> You had your chance, Peaches. Um, I guess what kind of makes me different is I was a little bit later to the Pokemon game. In fact, I was late to the gaming trend in general. Like, you guys all started off with probably, like, some of you, like, as early as, like, Super Nintendos or, like, the N64. My first ever game console was a PS2, and then I got the GameCube. So... The first Pokemon game I ever played was uh, third gen. I think I got Pokemon Sapphire. That's where I started off, right? As opposed to Zack, though, when the fourth generation came out, that's when, like, I had fun with Pokemon Sapphire, right? But, like, my love for Pokemon was really cemented with the fourth generation. Despite some of the Sinnoh region's biggest flaws, which there are a few, I think the games were fantastic and still one of the most innovative Pokemon games that have ever been made. And I've been just a huge Pokemon fan basically ever since then. So about 2005, 2006-ish. All right. And so with that, it's kind of where our reviews will lie, kind of seeing where we started and where our nostalgia blinds us. Uh, And yeah, let's kind of start with the negative. (laughs) What do you guys think about the... um, the graphics are the art style. How are you guys feeling about that? I knew that was going to be the first topic. Because you read the outline? We should... Oh. <laughs> well, yes. There's an outline? <laughs> There's an outline? Oh, my All right, God. Sorry, since you, since you knew, let's you, you go, baby. I believe in you. I mean, it's kind of hard to dissect the, the graphics of it because, yes, they do look a little rough, but how much of that was actually intended? Because I mean, from afar and what I noticed when you look at like vast landscapes, it's very much like a watercolor come to life and almost like a painting. And so I don't know how much of that transitioned from landscape to like examining a blade of grass. Cause yeah, the closer you get, it's gonna look really rough, but there are a lot of frame drops that I noticed that I really thought would be fixed at this point. I don't know. Have you guys seen any of that? 
Absolutely. It's, I mean, let's be real here. This is the weakest part about this game is how it looks. <laughs> it's, um, I don't even know where to start. Here's what's great about the graphics and the art style here is Pokemon, the Pokemon all actually have like, when they're like doing their moves, there's more animations than there have ever been for like specific Pokemon with specific moves. That's fantastic because they've been using the same shitty, oh, this Pokemon just goes back and forward a couple times, but their sprite doesn't actually move. They just wiggle it. And that's like flamethrower or something, you know, and it's bullshit. But no, here they actually did a much better job of giving the Pokemon like animations that make the battles feel more exciting. And I think that's great. That's one of my favorite things about what they did with the graphics and the art style in this one. Everything else is fucking booty cakes. <laughs> I'm sorry. So going to your booty cakes to describe me those booty cake graphics. I'll just. Descri- oh, I'll give. Let me tell you about the booty cakes. So it's very clear that the whole point of the Legends series of Pokemon is to uh, like be more of an immersive Pokemon game that's pseudo open world, right? It's not open world, open world, because like you still have to unlock each area and then like you don't get to just go wherever the fuck you want. You have to stay within the perimeters of that area. So therefore, it's not truly open world Pokemon, but it's getting a lot closer, right? But if you're going to engage with that kind of game, like First of all, the landscape felt extremely empty. Like, I feel like there's so much more that they could have put into the land to make it more interesting in every area because it's just like grasslands and trees. And like, I understand full well that your whole point in the game is to go out and complete the Pokedex, which is ironic because that's technically the goal in every Pokemon game. Uh, But I digress. But just the, the landscape is so fucking empty, right? Pokemon sprites are still very static. Like, sure, they walk around and maybe do a little action here and there. But for the most part, like they still feel it still feels kind of empty when they move. Like the way that the frame drops when you look at a Pokemon from the distance is fucking crazy, right? Like watching a Staraptor in the distance, like literally flap their wings at four FPS. (laughs) (laughs) Literally four FPS. That is not an exaggeration. It's really bad. And like, then they just kind of blink across the screen rather than actually moving. Yes. Uh, Character pop-ins fucking piss me off because they could have done a better job with that. In fact, the NPCs of the world are so static and boring so static and boring they don't do shit like there's a chick with a broom that just sweeps day and night and that's as interesting as npc animations fucking get i could go on and on i want to let somebody else talk but all i'm gonna say is in my opinion the graphics and the art style is the weakest part of this game and for what was supposed to be a pseudo open world pokemon game that's unacceptable in my opinion yeah i agree with what you're saying it definitely was disheartening to see this giant multi-billionaire highest grossing media franchise drop the ball so hard on something when they have very many avenues to not just give us the bottom line um but yeah uh Chez, anything you want to add on to that or do you think jp can hit that one on the head um i mean jp got most of it i will say that like he, he kind of talked about how empty the world is like i think he was talking about just like the environments like lacking like a lot of visual detail i think the world feels empty just in terms of things to do in it yeah in Legend of Zelda, like you have all these different ways to interact with the open world, like Korok puzzles uh, and then like the actual like shrines to go to and the uh, climb me upy bits, and you can like interact with the environments and do all these cool things. And like in Pokemon, you only interact with the world like in a set few ways, and it's uh, it makes the open world feel very boring as a whole. I totally agree. There's more that they could have done to make you feel like you're interacting with the world. And here's what's really interesting is like, this is all pre-Sinnoh, right? I don't know how far in the future it is, but this is the Sinnoh region. So they've got plenty of fourth generation, like legends and material that they could work off of. And they, like what's genius is they just released the Gen 4 remakes. So Gen 4 is still fresh in all our minds. They could have easily put like a bunch of aspects that we've seen in that game and about like the legend of that game with Palkia and Dialga and like the three legendary fairies, things like that. They could have put all of that 
story-wise or like some kind of mechanic in the game to make the land more interesting and they just didn't and it feels like just a giant missed opportunity when you mean when like interacting with the world is that like what do you like i think i need to flesh that one out a little bit more jp because all of those are in the game Okay, so like what Peach has just brought up with like the Korok seeds, like, yes, these things are all a part of the game, but it's nothing more than like a crummy cutscene or just like fetch quests or things like that. They could have been a lot more creative is what I'm okay. trying to say. It, it's, I'm not saying that those elements are absent. I'm just saying that the ways in which they are present doesn't really feel all that impactful. And I do like kind of where we're going with this because it's like JP said at the beginning, all right, I hope we got that one on, on audio. It's like, JP's like, I'm trying to build my perfect Pokemon game. And uh, Pokemon's a huge demographic, but I do think, like, that's where we're coming from here is, like, we love Pokemon. Like, I think all of us do. Um, and <laughs> they don't really have excuses. So we're just sitting here like, hey, if we think it, they could probably do it if they actually put in some time slash more than half a year to work on these games. I know they spent more than half a year to work on these games, but they're, they're pumping out, like, two or three games a freaking year. Okay, so here's an idea that I had based on, like, the third landscape. Now, this is a little bit of spoilers for the game, but not super serious. Do you remember that one quest where, like, you specifically need a Dusclops in order to proceed? Yes. Why is that? Besides side missions, which that's literally all the side missions are. Hey, bring me this Pokemon, right? But why not, like, implement those kinds of elements with, like, other parts of the world? Like, what if there's, like, blocked off caves or puzzles or things like that, but you need to catch a specific Pokemon in order to proceed? Or maybe you need a Pokemon with a, like, specific moveset to proceed, right? Things like that. And then, you know, in return for doing so, you receive an reward or, like, you get to battle a really rare Pokemon with a great, you know, unique move or something like that. Or I don't know. I like the sounds of that. The ability to be able to just go in the field and, like, catch the Pokemon was fucking amazing. But if your goal is to also make the player want to interact with the world more, that's how you do it. And that's how, like, you want to... So, like, the different ride Pokemon, basically. Um, But, like, it would be, like, any Pokemon could just interact with the environment. And it would give you, like, a special pass to, like, not necessarily a totally unique thing, but at least, like, a stronger version of X Pokemon or, like, whatever. Like, a Super Dusclops. That's... That's just one idea. That's just one idea. But like, and even that's not perfect, but that would have at the very least made things a little bit more interesting in the world. Well, and kind of jumping off of that idea, I mean, it really would add another layer to the story of like very early human interaction and integration with the Pokemon of the world to, you know, have specific Pokemon that do specific things that you need to catch Like, maybe you need to break this specific rock. Well, you're not going to get a Bidoof to do that. Like, you'd need a Geodude or some sort of, like, rock-type Pokemon. I think that would have added another layer. I find your lack of faith in Bidoof disturbing. (laughs) Okay, Bidoof was a bad example because Bidoof is the ultimate god Pokemon. Oh, dude, that was my... All my HMs went to B-Barrel in Gen 4 all the time because... So you surf, rock smash, strength, that bitch can do it all. But it wasn't. I think you can learn Bidoof. waterfall. So it's it's just it's just Badoof 2.0. That's not Badoof. Well, I think Badoof can do all those things too, though. Badoof does them better. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh so as we're getting off topic, and I, I do love the Badoof talk, but uh I do have more to get to. Um I do kind of want to end the graphics on a, like a, a high note, like the textures are disgusting and how you turn the camera and sometimes it's see-through and like the pokeballs can fall through the floor at times and the jank with, and I know that's not, that's kind of technical, but I think it also has to do with like, they, it seems like they could have spent more time developing these landscapes. So I kind of threw it into here. Um, it's just like, eh. But the art style, the watercolor they were going for, I love that. I, I love how they have some of the best like not realistic looking skies, but it's just gorgeous looking skies. And I'm sure it's just like a PNG file or whatever, but it looks amazing. And I, I like the, um, I just like the watercolor vibes. I just think it makes everything pop and it makes the moves pop more with it. Uh, I just think they need to flesh it out more. I've heard a lot of people criticize the watercolors, but I'm glad that you think you like them. Cause I was on the same boat. Yeah. And I think 
with Pokemon, man, there's like, what was their Unreal Engine? Like where they showed like realistic looking Pokemon. And like that didn't vibe with me, but a bunch of people loved it. So it's like the demographics are so huge to Pokemon. You're never gonna make everybody happy, um, but it is what it is. Um, I kind of want to go into the characters next um, because I think it'll be quick. They were fine. They were very one note, predictable and there. Do you guys have anything you want to add? Um, yeah, I can't tell you a single character's name because all of them are so bleh, nothing characters, and I don't care about them. If they fell off of a cliff and died, I wouldn't know the difference. I it, It's so unbelievably true. There was nothing... I feel like Nintendo's idea of a super interesting character in Pokemon is they just look fucking weird, and that's character development right there. That's, a, that's as much as they need to do, but... I'm with Peaches. Like, fuck those characters. I didn't care about any of them. The only ones that were, like, mildly kind of interesting were those Thief Sisters, but even they were so fucking generic. It's like, it's a very specific kind of generic, too, right? Like, the same type of Pokemon NPCs we've been seeing since, like, the latest art style of Pokemon, which has been, what, like, Gen 6? I it Yeah, I totally agree with Peaches. Fuck those characters. I didn't care about a single person, except maybe the funny professor with the fun hat. I just like his hat. <laughs> and I liked him too, but he's Professor Ruck with the fun hat. Zard, anything else you want to add? Uh, not really. I mean, you guys are right. It's the same characters that Pokemon's been doing over and over, and I've never been invested in, in them. And I've never been invested in them, so I, I didn't get invested this time around either. Right. One critique I do have that, like, the, to be fair, like, I had this exact same critique for Breath of the Wild. This would have been the perfect opportunity to try some voice acting. Yeah. I'm just saying, you could have really done a lot more. Like, if the whole point of this game was to get experimental with a beloved franchise that's got been stale for two decades, this would have been a good opportunity to finally try voice lines. Even doing that, like, it wouldn't have made the writing better, but it would have made things a little bit more memorable, and it would have made the cutscenes a little more tolerable. Totally agree. There, There is one character mm. at the end, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, have you guys gotten to the post-game? No. Mm -mm. I'm about 65 to 70% of the way through the game. Okay. What about you, Peaches? And, uh, yeah. Um, I think I'm about at the same spot as JP. I... I'm like getting close. Like I got to the snowy area. So I think I'm getting close to the end, but I'm not quite there. And then Zara, you just started, right? Like Lauren's on the second area, maybe? Yeah, something like that. She just got the ability to swim. Okay. All right. Uh, and so at the very end, there is one character that kind of like piqued my interest because I just didn't see that coming. Like, which was like, I guess ironic, but one out of like 80 characters, not a saving grace. But so the, the quote unquote true ending it's like part of the post game or whatever. Um, that was like the one unique character. But I, I think that kind of segues nicely into the Hiswian? Hiswian? Yeah, that's right. Hiswian? Sure. Tomato, tomato. Arceus, Arceus. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, what did you guys think of the new form? So like for me, like Typhlosion, like I, I saw the leaks and I was really bummed at first because his flames weren't even on. Like, And I was like, okay, calm down. It's your baby. You love Typhlosion, but hey, maybe the flames will be animated. And they were. And I pretty much replaced all my Pokemon throughout the journey, but I could not take my Typhlosion out of my team. I don't know if it was like starter love or just, I was really vibing with the new one and he felt really strong, but not like OP strong. Um, well, that's just also natural Pokemon instinct. If we're being honest, never take your starter out of your team. Yeah. Like true. But like, true. I guess not, well, like they didn't well, ruin Typhlosion. And in fact, I, I'd say like he looks cool. Like it's a good change to his quote unquote character, I guess. I, I love that new update. Was there any Pokemon like that for you? Chess, sound like you had something to say. Well, yeah, I just wanted uh, to say that. Uh, uh, like, talk now. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I don't think I've, I've ever been closer to taking a starter out of my party than in this game. Who'd you pick? Um, I got Typhlosion, but I'm thinking, like, what's the point of having Typhlosion when I can have, like, an Alpha Infernape, you know what I mean? That's fair. Totally see your point on that. But, like, aside from power levels, like, I'm just talking, like, looks and stuff. Because I think that Alpha Infernape's, like, what, level 65? Yeah, I think this game is, like, one of the few games where it's, like, it's actually, like, super viable and honestly likely that you're gonna put your starter away. Because if... 
if you want the strongest team, you probably want all alpha Pokemon. That's fair. Yeah, that, that is a very good point. So to go off of Zach's question regarding Pokemon forms, I liked all the new forms. Um, the ones I've seen the most criticism for have been Growlithe, for starters. Um, I don't know. I think the Growlithe and the Arcanine, they're different and off-putting a little bit at first if you're a super big fan. Like our, fr- I know one of our really good friends, his favorite Pokemon is Growlithe. But since I don't hold the same, I like Growlithe, but I like he's not one of my favorites. So I was able to look at the new designs with more of a subjective like, okay, this is interesting and I like it. Um, Basculegion, fucking dope. Um, now my starter was Rowlet and Rowlet Decidueye was one of my favorite starters ever besides Empoleon, right? Which is cool because I get to have both of them on my team naturally for once, but we'll get into <laughs> that soon. Um, the final form for Decidueye, I'm going to admit, I don't like it nearly as much as I like the OG. That, But it grew on me to a different extent because the typing is different too which I found interesting, right? It's not just about the looks, it's about the typing that changes. And I'm like, okay, this is different, but that's the whole point of this game is for them to do things that are different. And I can't necessarily criticize them for that. I saw one thing where, cause like the, the grass starter, he turns into like a grass fighting type at the end, right? Yes. So is that one of the few times where the grass starter could just absolutely destroy the, uh, like the final form? Because the starter gets like flying moves, like aerial ace and shit, right? And then the, the last is, one is a grass the fighting type. The problem is natural decidui is I'm gonna I call it natural. The first decidui is ghost grass. So the fact that this is a fighting grass, the new decidui, no, the OG would kick his ass. Well, I I mean like literally like first form Rowlet versus third like the third form uh, decidui, I guess is what its name is. Um, like first form gets flying moves does the third form get flying moves or, or no the first form isn't even like a fighting type so it wouldn't be hurt by flying moves as much as the third form right exactly so like literally Rowlet yes. like at the same level as a decidui would just absolutely push its poop in right probably not because the stats but potentially i guess if you think about it that way other than that, I only have one more criticism. Fucking Voltorb. <laughs> they when we first when we saw Voltorb back in 1997, which was when the Pokemon anime premiered, everyone thought that was just a fucking Pokeball. And you know, Nintendo, Game Freak, all these developers were like, "No, no, it's just a coincidence." But then they fucking doubled down in this game by making Voltorb literally the same texture and look again as a fucking Pokeball. What is happening with this Pokemon? It's a Pokeball. It's a Pokeball and it's adorable and I love it. I have never cared about Voltorb or Electrode, so it doesn't really bug me. When I say I love it, I mean like it's just, it's quirk. It's probably not going to be on like teams ever, but like I like how it's shiny. So like the the normal one is like the regular Pokeball and then it's shiny as like the the new uh, lead ball or whatever it is, lead in ball. Um, whereas like the shiny for the OG form is a great ball. I thought that was pretty cute. I disagree. I think it's dumb, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's fair. I was interested in Voltorb this time around only for its backstory, because there's a definite difference when you look at the modern Voltorb and the Hisuian, ancient Hisuian Voltorb. One likes people. The other was abused over thousands of years and grew to hate people. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, who hasn't been there? <laughs> so we have Arcanine, who I, yeah, JP, like at first I was kind of thrown off by it, but oh, I love it. Like now, I think it's better than the OG it, Arcanine. It grows in on my you. Opinion, which is, it grows on and you. And then dude. Electrode, we've said our thoughts. Typhlosion, um, I loved. Can definitely look derpy without the fires, though. Quillfish, I've hated that Pokemon. And the, the new Quillfish looks, in my opinion, dope. Um, Sneasel, meh, it's the same. It's fine. I never really like Sneasel. That Samurott looked the same. It just has dark now, so it looks a little more edgy. Um, edgy. Yeah, it listens to, like, My Chemical Romance now and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love My Chemical Romance. Lilligant was meh to me. Like, I'm sure some people absolutely love it. That's just, like, that cutesy style is not my thing um and it's grass fighting just like decidueye so i wish they would have done like i don't know grass i guess grass fairy is pretty common too but I don't grass know. fire or at least they should have done 
Decidui different too. I, I don't, yeah, I just don't know. I just, I, I don't want other grass fighting. We just got a new grass fighting. It just feels kind of stupid. Um, God, Zorark looks amazing. Like very edgy, very yes. like, almost like, but not over the, it's like over the top edgy without being over the top edgy. I don't know how to explain it. It's actually not a bad description. Like that's, that's what all the kids who are running down the hallways with their hands behind their backs are going to be using. Oh my God. Don't do my boy or girl Zorak like that. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. I love the new uh, Braviary. I don't know why. I just love, like, it, it looked really goofy at first. I think JP's right. Like, these kind of just grow on you. They do. And then Slagoo and Gudra, I, they look the fucking same. Like, it just is now a more prominent snail. So I don't, I don't know. Did you guys, any other thoughts on Gudra? I've always liked Gudra. The new design is so minimal that like it didn't. I literally didn't even see a difference at first until someone pointed out, oh, they do look different. I'm like, really? All these Pokemon, I think, have like cool signature moves that are like, I don't know, make them stand out more. Avalug, didn't really care for, but it looks neat. And then Decidueye, where you talked about. Um, any Zar, any of those that stuck out to you or Peaches, any that you really liked or just really hated? Peaches, you can go first. Um... I don't know, like, when I first looked at this, um, I I didn't like most of the forms, and now I am up to I-nothing, the the new forms. You're just bleh. Yeah, I, I just look at them, it's like, alright, it's another Pokemon, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's fair. I thought it was cool that some Pokemon that didn't originally have evolved forms now got region-specific evolved forms, like uh, the Quillfish that Zach was talking about earlier. Uh, that's about it, otherwise, I didn't really see that cool region specific that we've seen with like Galar and Alolan. That's a, Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Alright, Zach, uh, what do you want to discuss next? Okay, so next is kind of a cluster. So try and do me a favor when I say gameplay. This is where I think I'm the happiest with Pokemon and it's kind of encompassing a lot. So let's start with just like the maps I guess, and we, we kind of talked about how they feel empty, but overall, like, did you guys like the Monster Hunter style maps? Do you wish it was like full open world mm-hmm. or what do you guys the think? Gameplay, the gameplay is the saving grace of this game. That is where this game really shines and why, despite the fact that we've been so fucking critical of this game for the last 40 minutes, that is this game's saving grace is the gameplay, right? It's fun. Even though the maps can feel a little empty, like I like the different biomes idea, the diff- you know, the idea that you can find Pokemon in different kinds of biomes, kind of like Pokemon Snap style. Um, but obviously the biggest change, the biggest welcome change is how you catch the Pokemon, right? Being a, kind of like sneaking around the, in the grass, observing the Pokemon and then figuring out having the choice of what's the best way to catch this Pokemon. Right. Do I want to throw a berry and sneak up to it? Do I want to say fuck all of that and just battle it? And that's the beauty of this game. No more random encounters. You get to choose how you catch Pokemon. That is the beauty of this game. That's why this game is amazing. Okay, Uh, Peaches, anything you want to add on to JP's comments about just kind of how it's a saving grace and the choice that he was getting at? I mean, uh, when I played Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, I don't think I got past like the third gym because I just got bored and put it down. Whereas in this one, um, I just occasionally get bored and go switch to something else, but I come back to it later. Um, so that's an important distinction to make is like, <laughs> do you actually miss the game when you put it down for a while? And for me, it's like I can usually play for about two to three hours at a time before I'm like, I need to do something else. And then the next day I'm like, I really want to pick this back up. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's... I guess this is where I would talk about. I think that the gameplay works well with, like, the elements it's added. Like, I think the crafting system, going into the Pokeballs, going into the medicine, going into the lures, going into the stuns, I think that all works well together, and it's not overly complicated. Um, I think it's easy enough to get crafting materials, and it's not a huge grind to, like, get all these things that you need to craft a bunch of the uh, the Pokeballs and... The, the potions and what have you. And on top of that, if like you do run out of Pokeballs, you could just quickly buy them. It's not as cost-effective as making them, but like there is that some balance of that and the fact that we're not just growing and rolling in dough at the age of 15 or 11 or whatever. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of money sinks in the game. One main money sink, but also a lot of other money sinks. 
Something else about the gameplay that I'm actually a little bit more critical of is the whole recipes. I like crafting systems. Like, I like the fact that, like, in this game, you could craft your own Pokeballs and you had to find the materials to do that. I literally, besides revives and potions, never crafted any of the other bullshit. It felt like I just didn't have to. And further, and beyond that, it felt like I was collecting a bunch of shit that there was like no real use for. Like, yeah, technically it's a part of a recipe, but like I never had any incentive to make the recipe. Am I the only one that felt that way? I mean, the stuns can be useful. Like, if you're catching a Pokemon that's, say, level 75, while your Pokemon are all sitting at level 50, and you just throw, like, three of the sticky balls at it and stun it, and then throw a Gigaton ball at its back, like, you got a free level 75 Pokemon without having to battle. Right. So there is, like, I think that goes back to what you said, JP. Like, there's kind of that choice. Like, I kind of like that, because there are times where I'm like, I just want to brute strength this. My type Typhlosion's a beast. I got this. There's times where I'm like, I don't want to fuck with that level 75 guard shop or whatever the fuck it was. Like, that's what kind of kept me like addicted to the game is like, there was just so much choice and that the choice was rewarded through the Pokédex entries. Like, I like that now it's not just battle it or catch it. Now it's like, feed it berries. Okay. Evolve it or do blah, blah, blah. And like, it just makes it feel rewarding to do things that Maybe I was already doing, but not. I don't know. Can we talk real quick about how, like, it, you know, you, you're trying to complete the Pokedex, um, and like you, to do that, you have to complete like certain things. Like you have to see them do different things. Yeah, it's kind of annoying that like if I feed a Pokemon like a berry before its entry is officially in my Pokedex, that doesn't count towards my progression. It does. It doesn't though. If it does, I, so some Pokemon don't need to eat berries. Well, like, I was doing it with, uh, I can't remember which one, but, like, I fed it a berry, gave me no progression, I caught it, and then the Pokemon's in my Pokedex, and then I had to go back and feed it a berry, or feed a different one a berry, in order to get that progression. That sounds like a bug, maybe, then, because that never happened to me, but it is possible. Oh, it's happened to me, like, twice, and it was hmm. super annoying. Same Pokemon? Not the same Pokemon, Did like, two different Pokemon. Hmm. Interesting. And I mean, while we're on the topic of uh, gameplay regarding the Pokedex, here's what I love is, again, it's about choice, right? Because you have like, there's about two in every Pokemon entry. There's about two dozen different, like, we'll call them goals that you can accomplish in order to progress the entry for the Pokemon, right? Whether that's catching the Pokemon, battling the Pokemon, defeating the Pokemon or seeing the Pokemon like do a specific move or eat a berry or this, that or the other thing, right? That would have been an awful system if you had to complete all of those in order to get the full Pokedex entry. But you do not have to, which is its saving grace, right? You only have to do a few of those things in any order, any like style you want. And I think that's also really cool is like how players get to choose how they fill out the Pokedex. Like, again, what makes the gameplay so engaging is the fact that you have all these choices, which is something that Pokemon does not let you do usually yeah it gives you a lot of agency on how you want to decide how to play the game exactly and i think that's what's fantastic about this so like i've seen in other reviews and from other people i've talked to they're not a big fan of the pokedex because like all of the things that you need to do are generic and what i always tell them is yeah but one you don't have to do them all in fact you don't even need to do most of them to complete the pokedex entry and two when have you ever actually gotten to choose how you want to fill out the Pokedex. Like, that's cool. I mean, usually the Pokedex is filled out by you just catching the Pokemon. Right, exactly. You catch the Pokemon one time, and then it's yours forever. The entry's there. You forget about that Pokemon, right? I feel like this is more engaging. <laughs> I do that now with, like, getting it to level 10. And, I mean, you got to remember that this is the first Pokedex. So anytime in the future you would, like, catch a Pokemon, someone has already done the research, and that's why you get all that information. But for ancient... Shino, you know, you have to feed the berry to see how it interacts with it because you are the one writing the Pokedex, causing all of this research for future people to just be able to catch. That is true. The context might be the important factor as to why I find that gameplay engaging, but I don't know. I see both sides of the argument. I personally I, like I it. I could absolutely see how someone would get frustrated on their like thousandth time of feeding a Pokemon a berry and then battling them to watch them do slash five times. I agree, which is 
again, the reason why it's important to note that you do not have to do that to complete the Pokedex. You get to choose right. how it gets built. But up. like uh, one Pokedex entry that I really was annoyed with was Abra because. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, okay. Abra will run away anytime you get like even slightly close to it. Just teleports, boom, it's gone. And so what I ended up having to do to complete that Pokedex entry without scaring off like the one location of Abra's that I knew is that I caught an Abra on my like third try of resetting the map. And then I just like brought it into battle and used teleport like 30 times in Pokemon battles <laughs> to finish <Jeez>. the... <laughs> Oh my god, that sounds frustrating. And see, if you... So, I had that same issue, um, and I just made the stealth spray, and then it didn't notice me, so I could sneak up to it um, and catch it. Because I think you get bonus points for catching it, because they know it's such a bitch to catch. But that definitely is one of the... That and Abra and the baby Pokemon, I think, are just some of the biggest pains in the butt. Uh, just because they run away so quickly and easily. Totally agree. Uh, which farther goes into that choice. Like if you just said fuck it and you don't want to keep catching it and it, you, that's just not worth it, uh, you could do that teleport 30 times. Um, not ideal, but definitely can work. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was an annoying Pokedex entry to complete. And like, it, it really, like I, after I finished the Abra, I was like, all right, I think that's enough Pokemon for today for me. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. And then I'm kind of going to put these together. Like, I love how they like made it so outbreaks, the alphas and the nobles all worked out. Outbreaks being ways to catch Pokemon that are usually harder to get. Sometimes it could be easier Pokemon, um, but they would randomly spawn and you go there Wait, to catch them. Hold up. I, I haven't even got to a point where outbreaks aren't super common Pokemon. Oh, well. I've seen like outbreaks of Teddy Ursa. I've seen outbreaks of Roselia. I've seen outbreaks of... What was that's the dump fish? You're gonna have to be so much more specific. There's lots of them. Feebas, the the the, the little skinny fish. Uh, Basculin, Barbaroche, Remoroche. Yeah, Barbro. Yes, yeah, I've, that I've one. Seen, and then I've seen like outbreaks of Burmy. Like I have not seen a rare Pokemon outbreak yet. <laughs> you sir have bad luck. Let me guess. None of them were shiny too. No, none of them were shiny. <laughs> yeah, you just got bad luck, then Peaches. Sorry to be that guy. Get good, Peaches. Don't go play the lottery. <laughs> so, is your guys' luck been as shitty as Peaches when it comes to those outbreaks? Pretty much. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, well, I've gotten like four shinies, five shinies, so I guess Krista's rubbed off on me. I don't like the way that was worded, but I'll allow it. I was gonna say nice. <laughs> um, well, alphas are not as random. Uh, what do you guys think about the alphas? I have a very unpopular opinion. I do not like them. What? Why? Let, let me get into my financial situation here. I bought, I pay for Pokemon Home as a service, right? And my expectation is that all of the Pokemon that I catch amongst all these different games can be put into this service. And even though they may not be able to be transferred to each other game, each game, they'll be here. One of the things that frustrates me about Legends Arceus is that they do this gimmick. Every Pokemon game has this fucking gimmick that is not transferable to other Pokemon games sometimes. An alpha Pokemon is going to be this game's gimmick. It's just, I I don't know. Like, it's just not that cool to me. I feel like they could have done something better. Like, like I appreciate there's that there's a Pokemon that is harder to catch and the reward for having it is it's stronger. But just, I feel like there could have been another way to represent that other than just like, oh, it's slightly bigger and its eyes are red. I mean, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but it is my opinion. It, it, I mean, it could be like a regular weasel versus like a two foot four weasel. You guys want to talk about that real quick? Are you talking about that one side quest? Yeah. Wait, we're talking about <laughs> I zoned out. The, the weasel side quest where he wants a big weasel. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I like alpha Pokemon more than I like two foot four weasel. You know what I mean? A two foot five weasel, two foot six weasel, two foot seven weasel. Uh, Zar, you've probably at least seen an alpha Pokemon. What do you think of it so far? Because you're still in kind of that early honeymoon phase of that. I like the concept. Um, I didn't really put more thought into it, like beyond where you can take them into Pokemon Home and everything. But from what I've seen on the surface, I think it's a really cool activity that's just randomly placed in the world. You know, keep players playing. I think they're pretty static, actually. After you oh, are they? beat the nobles, there's like a 2% spawn of like certain other others 
like just any of the old world Pokemon spawning. But yeah, there's a bunch of static ones like we just said too. It's so like that Rapidash you see at the beginning. I think it's Rapidash. <laughs> that Rapidash that is there exclusively to beat your ass. <laughs> but you know, this ain't your mother's Pokemon anymore. It's for you to test the waters, right? That's everybody's first encounter with an alpha Pokemon. It's just, God, that Rapidash <laughs> fucked me up. I went right back. I got a little 30 Gyarados. I was like, remember me, bitch? <laughs> the time has come. I, I, I think we should mention at this point, um, I want to kind of talk about battling because I feel like we've totally glossed over battling in our talk well, about gameplay. If you go to the next thing, Peaches, we get into battling with EVs and battle speed. Thank you. Battle speed. I don't know what you mean by battle speed. Fine, we'll get rid of speed. Battles. Better? All right. So. <laughs> Better. Here's the thing. I really like battling. Um, I think the battles in this, like, feel a lot more, like, they feel a lot closer than battles in previous games where, you know, I, I don't, like, I can't just overlevel one Pokemon and then, like, sweep an entire team. Like, the, the like, other trainers actually do damage to me. And, like, we'll take out one or two of my Pokemon. That's true. I actually felt like, compared to more to other Pokemon games, this game was a little bit more challenging. And that's something I appreciate, because Nintendo, I know they don't like challenging games, but... <laughs> especially... And I know that's a huge overgeneralization that's not fully true, but one franchise that has been true for is the Pokemon series. And I appreciate the fact that they're trying to make this, like, a more mature and more difficult Pokemon. And therefore, I think the battling system in this game was actually pretty stellar. Let me tell you about the most underrated feature of this game. The fact that you can choose the moves for your Pokemon on oh, the fly. Oh, yes, that is so nice. Amazing feature. Especially with how often you swap out your Pokemon because of like you get a new upgrade or a new thing or whatever. So yeah, GP, huge underrated feature. Along the lines of choice, like not only like you get to choose the Pokemon you want, how you engage with battle, and now you get to pick their moves too, like without some annoying move tutor to really make your team feel more unique, right? Like, I think that was a great feature. Yeah, honestly, I hope every Pokemon game uses that feature in the future. We'll see what happens. My guess is like if they do another Legends game, which they absolutely need to because they're getting a lot closer to cracking this formula. It's something they need to keep. It's amazing. I do love that. How'd you guys feel about the strong versus agile moves? I thought it was great. I, I liked how it can make Pokemon battles super duper quick. Um, and then I liked it because it added challenge because later in the game, the other Pokemon trainers actually learn how to use it. And uh, I got some, had some close encounters, even though like, I had a pretty leveled up team. What about you guys? What about you, uh, Zar? Well, I've been thinking that the Pokemon battle system has been needing a new aspect to it for a while. And something that's not like, excuse me for saying this, but as gimmicky as like di Dynanima? Gigantamaxing? Dynamax. Yeah, Gigantamaxing. Gigantamax, yeah. And like Z-form and stuff like that. Like this adds... A, just a very definite layer of strategy to the game because do you want to hit harder or do you want to hit more and how frequently do you want to do each of of those that's true yeah it all worked out really well i thought big fan what you want to talk about another underrated feature i like that your actual player can walk around during the battle like that seems so mundane and stupid but it adds a little more it's ironic that like the battling is when the game is at its best right now well it's right because like the moves look way better right the pokemon have more animations the move has more animations and you your player can actually like move around during the battle and like call out commands i think that's pretty cool yeah and i mean it's it's a split from previous pokemon titles where once a battle began, you didn't feel like the trainer anymore. You felt like you were playing the Pokemon battling. Exactly. But here in Legends, exactly. it just instills that feeling that, yes, you are the trainer always, and you have to care for these Pokemon. Their fate is on your hands. Zara, you said that perfectly. That was exactly what I was thinking. Well said, brother. Um, Yay. Peach, is anything you want to add before we just talk about... I don't know, we need to like talk more about like how levels matter way less um, in the value system. Like I just feel like every battle feels like you could die, like at least if you're type advantage, disadvantage, um, and you're not going against really underleveled Pokemon. I just, 
I really love the battling system and I kind of put battle speed earlier. Like I like how like you go into a battle and your HUD like barely changes. They just water like a paintbrush over the, the health bars and then they kind of keep going and you can still move around. And that all happens in like under a second. It's just nice and quick. And if you want to leave, you can leave. But you can't tank any hits for your Pokemon during the battle. I've tried. It doesn't do anything. So <laughs> you do get knocked down, but it doesn't stop the attack from hitting them. And it also doesn't hurt you. I'll save you, <laughs> Thank you for testing that. I was like, huh, I wonder. Oh, it was one of the first things I did. I was like, I got to see what happens if I get hit. <laughs> Pull a full Ash Ketchum. Go between a Mew and a Mewtwo. I just go to punch the Mewtwo. <laughs> Child. Do you guys remember the anime where Ash literally threw a tree? Like a full on log that weighed hundreds of pounds. He just picked it up and threw it. I think I remember that. That's why Mewtwo blocked Ash's head is because he knew that Ash was packing. (laughs) (laughs) Ash is a fighting type going up against a psychic. Still stupid, but admirable. (laughs) All right, Zach, it doesn't look like you have much else here. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into final, final thoughts? Oh, oh, can someone explain what the hell effort value is? I've I've been using my grit dust and I don't really even understand if my Pokemon are stronger or not because I don't feel like it. Yeah, it's very small, honestly, until like the very end. Like I was looking at my Typhlosion compared to a Alpha Typhlosion and the Alpha Typhlosion has barely less stats than my Typhlosion, if that makes sense. And you've been feeding your, your Typhlosion's dust. My, he had... 10 special attack dust compared to the zero special attack the one I caught was. And it was like 400 du- 400 special, 383 special attack to like 367 or something like that. Um, so it is a small difference, but it is a difference. But a difference nonetheless. Uh, I'm curious. That's just how strong alpha Pokemon are, or that's just how little the dust makes a difference. I don't know yet. More testing needed. Effort values, increase your stats. That's really it though. Um, so I think... We did a good job. I liked how the shinies, uh, you can hear them. I don't know if you guys like caught on to that little sound. Are you going around? Um, and the biggest thing I want them to change is they need to let you organize your Pokemon. Just like they let you organize your inventory by pressing the minus button. Oh my god, the Pokemon inventory system is terrible. I've accidentally gotten rid of Pokemon because I thought I had other ones in another pasture or whatever. That has happened to me dozens of times. Funny enough, it happened to me with Bidoof twice. No, not Badoof. You're a sick fuck, Chess. It's not his fault. It's the game's fault. Because that doesn't give you a way to know. But why would you get rid of a Badoof? Because hmm? I thought I had one left over. Because hmm. what are you going to do with eight boxes of Badoofs? Like, I like Badoof, <laughs> but that's too much Badoof. Take over his suite. Hmm? Take over <laughs> the region. With the right number of Badoof, I could take over the world. <laughs> I have a Bidoof rollout sl- sled. Like, I just... Six Bidoof pulling me on a sled and the other hundred following behind <laughs> me as I lead them into battle. Somebody paint that picture. No, Zara, you got that right. You can edit that in. Edit in the picture of Bidoof taking over his suite. How, how does he edit that into an audio podcast? Yeah, yeah, just... Yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, put that in and post. <laughs> Figure it out. All right. <laughs> He's good at what he does. Uh, final thoughts? Okay. JP? The problem with saying it was a good effort, it was a good effort, but I don't feel like that's giving the game enough credit for the moments where it's innovative. The fact is, the areas in this game where they fell short is true of every other Pokemon game that has come out within the last, like, five years, right? They need to get that together. But the ideas are all here. That's what I like. The ideas are all here. They're trying something new. They've got a lot of great ideas and a great element and great elements. They need to make another game. They need to make another Legends game. They need to listen to what the fans say and they need to do it better next time because they've got something really special here. They're literally working on my dream Pokemon game and this is the closest they have ever been. They need to do this again. They need to make it better. They did a good job. It could have been a lot better. It could have been amazing. As of now, I personally give it like a 7.8 out of 10, hmm. which is a good game. Yeah, that's but not amazing. That's a that's a really good game. A little surprised on that rating. Um, I just wanted to briefly mention something in my final thoughts here that we didn't touch on. I think my favorite aspect of this game specifically 
is the fact that when you have your Pokemon in your party, it will tell you if that Pokemon is ready to evolve. So you don't have to guess or it's not just random when it levels up like, you know, and you have control of that. I really like that. I think they did well with this game. Great first try. You're right, JP. More of these legend games need to be made. And that's all I got. What's your rating? Oh, my rating. Um, Because you said you were surprised by mine, and I didn't know what you meant by that. If you thought mine was low or a little high. Oh, I'd give it around an 8.5. I mean, at least higher eights. Okay. So like I said, I was going to be really critical of this one because I know it can be amazing. Peaches, what about you? All right. So the game has a lot to like. It has a lot of old Pokemon stuff that I don't like. And then um, I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to give this a needs grapple hook out of 10. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Oh, my God. A grapple hook makes everything better. Trying to think of what Pokemon could substitute as a grapple hook. What they need to do is just make a Pokemon in the shape of a grapple hook. And once you catch that Pokemon, you can use it as a grapple hook. You can, you can call him Grapply. Grapply. <laughs> Grapply. No, it'll be it'll be Cleffa's evolution, so you can ask, well, I get it, like, into your house, too. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> a rogue's favorite Pokemon. And I think I would agree with both of you guys on what you said. I think I would give it a 9 out of 10. You said both, but there's three of us here. Um, well, you didn't. You gave it a Grapple. I, I agree with all three of you, then. All right, all three. Okay, thank you. Are you a 9 uh, out of 10? You act as if the grapple hook wasn't a genuine criticism. <laughs> Thank you. What are you talking about? That's that's serious. Uh, grapple hooks make everything better. Look at Halo. Facts. Look at Halo. Uh, so my quick score, my final score, whatever we're going to call that, is I'd give it a 9 out of 10, which is a little bit higher than you guys. But wow. I think if they just forgot the graphics right, like this game could have been game of the year contender because it's like a good way to refresh a Pokemon game. I don't know. Uh, that is going to be an interesting conversation is what this game's place is going to be in the 2022 game awards. And it'll be up there. I think that's going to be interesting to see. It'll be up for a few things. And the cool thing is there's a lot of games coming out this year. Sorry, JP. Is that what you're going to say? That was part of it. It's unfortunate that this game came out earlier in the year, right? Because games that come out around this time tend to be forgotten about by the time the game awards come around. But who knows? I, I could be wrong. Bro, I mean, tell that to Halo. Halo's going to be so shafted when it comes to Game Awards season next year. No, you are not kidding. You are not hey kidding. Man, if they were really Game of the Years, they would have got a Word of Breath of the Wild. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> That's fair. Didn't God of War come out in, like, November? No, it came out in March, right? April? April or March. All right. What do you think, Zach? Are you satisfied with the conversations we've had about Pokemon today? I am satisfied. I will tell you guys this game is sold, according to the Nintendo's Twitter. Six and a half million copies in six days. So, um, there better fucking be another one. That's like half of the sales of the Wii U. That is half the sales of Wii U. (laughs) Just saying. No, it was good. Good good numbers. I mean, if that that sales trend continues, they're probably not going to have a choice but to do another game. I mean, if the people like them. That's why it's important to support games like this, right? To let them know that we do want it. Like... One of besides the main Pokemon title, one of the biggest or most successful spin-off titles for Pokemon has been Pokemon Ranger, right? Because the demand was there. They made like three or four Pokemon Ranger games. Right? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Show the support. They need to do this more. But then you look at Pokemon Sword and Shield, it's now become the second best selling Pokemon game of all time. So we'll we'll see what Pokemon Company does. They're they're true wild cards. I mean, it's the first main uh, main title Pokemon game on the Nintendo Switch, which was a unique con. Like, even though it it sold really well, I have heard more criticism for Sword and Shield than I have, like, praise. But that's just me. Yeah. All right. I think that is about all we have for today. Unless you guys got any final thoughts. Uh, you guys ready to wrap this bad boy up? Indeed. Uh, do we have some game releases for this week? Uh, Sure. Um, upcoming game releases. Zara, will you get these since I've talked a lot? Yeah, I can get these. On February 9th, we have Action Arcade Wrestling for the Switch. And then on the same day, we have Backbone for the Switch. The next day, on the 10th, we have Crossfire for the Xbox Series, Xbox One. 
Edge of Eternity for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Cardboard Kings, and that is Cardboard with a K for the PC, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue for the Switch, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 2.5 HD Remix for the Switch, Kingdom Hearts 3 for the Switch, No by Heart for the PC, and then on the 11th, our last game is Lost Ark for the PC. I didn't realize that Kingdom All Heart right. Hearts was coming out for the Switch this week. It's the cloud version. It's funny how it seems so moot yeah. at this point. It's not doing very well. It's very sad. Don't, don't recommend, <laughs> unless they patch a lot of things. All right, boys, this has been a great episode. It's always so much fun discussing a game that we're all playing at the same time and just hearing the mix matching opinions. What's weird is like not only are we playing this game at the same time, but for the most part, our opinions have all pretty much been aligned with one another, too. But I think we all agree Pokemon's got something special here. They need to do more with the Legends series. Absolutely. 100 percent. So if nobody else has any final thoughts, I want to thank the audience so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. Later. All right, no, moi. Shit. Old habits die hard. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.